It's time to hit In the Shop with Steve, Kurt, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the Shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstalk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning. You're in the shop with the auto guys. I'm Dan from Bellingham Automotive here with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. How are you this morning? Doing good. A little chilly out. Prepared for the winter blast. I'm over the wind. The wind out my way was terrible. Yeah, you and I both live a little bit, yeah. a little bit north, a little bit east in the county, and uh, that nor'easter comes rolling in. Yeah, and I found that the plug-in for my diesel doesn't work. So <laughs> back to the shop again. <laughs> oh well. So we're uh, obviously a call-in show, so we do take your calls at six seven six five four six four. But we brought tons of information today. We'd rather talk to you, the listeners. Uh, we would hear what you got going on with your cars, but uh, we brought a lot, um, lots of stuff about the interest rates and car buying, and uh, you brought something very interesting about a place that we listen to, JD Powers, uh, for some decision making, and uh, may not be a good choice this time. Yeah, you know, I know uh, when it comes to auto repair and, and the shop, everything, you know, they say things come in threes. And sometimes they come in threes, four, five, sixes, yeah. and sevens at the shop. <laughs> they do. Yeah, well, we had a couple of days last month that we had like eight Subarus. Every bay had a Subaru in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just they, they just come rolling in. And it seems like this last week, 10 days, we've had all of these cars with strange parasitic draws and dead batteries and won't start after sitting for a day or two. And uh, that, that that's what our last uh, week or two was like. And just an unbelievable number of cars that with – a myriad of problems that led to dead batteries. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what we had. <laughs> yeah. we, we had everything last week. It was a crazy week. We've got lots going. But uh, yeah, so you brought some stuff about uh, JD Powers this morning. Yeah, I find it interesting. JD Powers gets all the headlines when it comes to vehicle quality and uh, the ratings for the new cars that come out every year. And I always find it one of the most misleading indicators of what a good car is in the end. Right. Yeah. Um, we've looked at their articles when we're rating cars for you know purchasing a used car or what they recommend. Yeah, and when it comes to the used cars, I think they're a little bit better on the new cars. They don't always include all the little caveats and fine print of their ratings, but it's it's the the new vehicle quality reporting refers to the initial quality. Mm -hmm. And that's what the owners report when buying a new car in the initial period of ownership. And what I've tended to see over the years is, manufacturers incorporate more and more technology into vehicles, it's not always obvious in how to use it. These fancy infotainment systems aren't necessarily um, user-friendly at all. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's one of the first things that we have happen when one of our customers buys a new car is, is they'll end up coming to us instead of going back to the dealer to say, I can't hook my cell phone up to my car stereo. The yeah. Bluetooth won't the Bluetooth's connect. Bluetooth's not good. And and so, you know, we'll go outside and, you know, normally it doesn't take that long to get it to connect. But if you took your car back to a dealership mm-hmm. 
to say, hey, I can't get this to connect, you know, that's a ding against their new car quality. Right. Um, and that's what like it's 60 percent of the problems with new cars have to do with the technology and, you know, literally connecting the Bluetooth to the infotainment system. And it's not that it's not working. It's just we don't know how to use it. Right? It's just not user. Fr- it's not just user not friendly. user friendly. Um, and, and so it, I think it really skews the, the data there. So if you're looking at buying a new car and you're going to J.D. Powers, I would mm-hmm. avoid using the initial new car you know, ratings. Um, if you look at cars today that are four, five, seven, eight years old mm-hmm. and, and look at the quality of those used cars and then go back and look at where they were ranked – on the new car quality. On the initial ranking. The initial yeah. rankings. You're going to find they don't correlate almost at all whatsoever. Right. Because, I, yeah, I'm looking at your list. The top car I would strongly disagree with. <laughs> I, you know, it, 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 it's it's interesting um, on some of those because you'll see, and, and it's it's well known. We've, we've talked about it with Kia and Hyundai with some engine problems. And, mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll rank really high on the initial new car rating. Right. But 50,000 miles later, you've got a seized engine with a broken connecting rod um, at 50,000 miles. I don't find that to be a high quality. doesn't seem to be a good car. <laughs> and and he, that being said, I believe they have it solved in their newest models. And uh, But, you know, time will tell on that, I guess. Right. But they rank people like them when they're new. But if you're as car buyers go as we as we buy cars we find something we like and we stick with it so if you were comfortable buying, if you were comfortable buying the new model i mean if you had a a bad model of that car i likely wouldn't go back and buy the next one yeah brand Even loyalty is, is is for for new cars is really important especially if somebody's owned a, a new car a relatively new car going mm-hmm. back to to what they know i right. mean you always feel more natural sitting in the same kind of vehicle right. than switching. When you, you look at the ergonomics, where the controls are, how the seats fit, that's mm-hmm. the thing that always bothers me when I get into some cars. They're beautiful cars. They're really nice, but I sit down in the BMW, and it's just not comfortable. It's not. <laughs> but I sit, age, but I sit down in a new, a new Subaru <laughs> or a Honda, they feel great, and it's, right. that just comes down to personal preference. It is, yeah. I, I mean, the yeah, I've got both my cars are used, but I've got the new – Rav four at home too. That uh, that's been a. I mean, we've been Toyota. We bought Toyota three times in a row now. So, like you say, brand loyalty. That means everything. They haven't steered me wrong. So, what this chart is showing is is cars by complaint, correct? By an initial complaint, and you know it's reporting back the number of problems per thousand vehicles. And uh, or actually, it's a number of problems per hundred. Which you look at these numbers, and they're really high because the top car, Lexus, has 138 problems per hundred cars. Yeah. <laughs> which, which the reality is, if you were to go out and buy a new Lexus, I really don't think you're going to have every single car. More than every single car has a problem driving it off the lot. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Um, but when it comes to hooking up your phone and getting your, uh, you know, your Apple, your CarPlay to work, or your Mm-hmm. You know, your Android auto system to sync up and display navigation properly while well, it does split screen so you can listen to Spotify at the same time. Yeah, you know, that's getting pretty high tech. You might have a little bit of an issue until you figure out how it works. And that's where the owner's tutorial would work, right? I, I, Isn't that know, on the screen this time now? You would think. <laughs> I, sometimes you got to watch that YouTube video. 
Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes I got to watch that YouTube video. I know. <laughs> me too. Sometimes I just text my kid and tell him to watch that YouTube video for me. I thought it was pretty cool when my wife got the, the RAV. She went back down the day after we bought it and went through with the salesman all of the stuff. He walked us, walked her through all of it. I don't know how to use any of it, but he walked her through how to use the navigation, how to use the stereo, how to sync her phone. It was all set when she got back. And I think the reality is what you said right there when you look at buying a new car, the dealership, the salesperson you work with, that uh, that, that that sales experience that you're going to find mm-hmm. that uh, I think if all of these manufacturers focused on that aspect of it, um, at taking care of the customer at that level, that, that people would have a lot less problems using the technology in cars. I agree. I mean, if you're driving a like like right now, I drive a 2007 Pilot as my daily driver, and if I were to get into a brand new Honda Pilot that's loaded with all of the driver assist features, mm-hmm. and and to come to terms with dealing with how to use, how to turn them off, how to turn them on, what the little <laughs> ding means, what the yep. extra light is on the dash when somebody moves into my blind spot, you know, the little buzz from the steering wheel when I drift out of my lane. And everything that starts happening in a new car, if I wasn't familiar with that, it's a little bit disconcerting in some new cars. Oh, how many times have you been startled backing up a GM product when the seats start shaking? (laughs) 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 That's got me a few times. (laughs) Um, So, And and that's what leads to a lot of these complaints are all of the technological features that are built into the car and the the haptic feedback that they give. And, you know, it's like, is that my cell phone buzzing? (laughs) Yeah. And and things that that are happening. I mean, you just go for a drive on the freeway and you drift out of your lane a little bit or turn your turn signal on and somebody's in your blind spot and... There's a lot that starts going on. Yeah, why is my wife's car keep showing me a cup of coffee? I don't understand what that is. <laughs> oh, well. Well, my car had the little horseshoe, upside-down horseshoe light come on. Upside-down horseshoe. Yeah. Well, explain what that is. That's the low-tire pressure light. Low-tire, and that's pretty common this time of year. It absolutely is when the temperature starts to drop. The yeah. laws of physics. What did 19 do to your car? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well. But, yeah, so it is de- deceiving looking at these charts. I I actually, you told me we were going to talk about this today, so I started to look up some of these, too. And it's, yeah, like you say, it's 139 complaints on 100 cars sold. That's It sounds really that, bad, but that's the best of them. Yeah, that's the top. <laughs> yeah. Tesla is way down there on the bottom. It, it, they don't even, they're not even ranked for some reason, not enough cars sold. I'm not sure exactly why, but, you know, if you're, if you're looking to have problems with technology, you should really head out there and pick up a Land Rover. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yes. Almost three problems per vehicle. But like you said, then uh, you could drive the car for 50000 100000 and those, you know, you don't have the problems. Land Rover's not that car. <laughs> it is not that car that gets better. You know, if I look at the list here and the ones that are ranked down near the bottom, you know, I'll, I'll run up from the bottom of the list. Land Rover, Lincoln, Ford, Mercedes. Jaguar, Chrysler, Volkswagen, Volvo, and then then Subaru at two thirds of the way down the list. And honestly, I I really don't believe that that Ford, Lincoln, um, Subaru are are building cars that have anywhere near the actual problems that are being reported. Right. But some maybe some implement implementation of technology and how user friendly they are. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is def- definitely an issue there. It could be just the the sales process that you know they. Dealer isn't taking the time to go over these features right. with the consumer. And I think that would eliminate more than half of the problems that are being reported. 
It looks like Lexus is taking a lot of time. They're at the top. Yeah. I, and and I, I think that probably that, that reflects the quality of the salespeople and the dealerships when it comes right oh, down yeah. to it. I, I know that I, I would probably, as a customer, add to the problems because when I'd go buy a new car and sit down and then the salesman wants to spend an hour and a half going over all the technology, I'm, I'm more like, ah, I'll look at the owner's manual. I'll figure it out later. <laughs> You're that guy. <laughs> but I won't report a complaint either. So Yeah, true. My, me neither. But, uh, yeah, so we've got to take a quick break. You're in the shop. We're taking your calls at 676-5464. When it comes to your vehicle, trust is everything. You need to know that the work being done on your vehicle is done right, done fast, and done for the right price. Bellingham Automotive has been serving and servicing vehicles 30 years. 30 years of proving they are in it for the long haul, earning that trust. You've got places to go. Bellingham Automotive is going to keep helping you get there. Call 360-676-5200 to schedule your appointment or visit BellinghamAutomotive.com. Northwest Energy Systems has been your local leader for heating, air conditioning, ductless, and conventional heat pumps and gas fireplaces since 1976. Stay comfortable all year long. Plan ahead now to look at credits needed for new construction projects or what rebates and incentives are available to upgrade your existing home. Call Dan or Chris at 360-734-HEAT or visit northwestenergy.com to learn more. Northwest Energy Systems, over 45 years serving the Pacific Northwest. So we're here with Eric from Ferndale. Eric, why do you own a gun? I believe in safety first and self-defense. Here with Liz from Bellingham. Liz, why do you own a gun? I own a gun for the same reason I own a fire extinguisher, in case of emergency. Wayne from Linden. Where did you buy your firearm? The Linden Gun Sale. I got mine there. Sent my parents there, friends and neighbors too. Hands down the best anywhere. Well, there you have it, folks. Come to the Linden Gun Sale at the Northwest Fairgrounds this weekend. Saturday 9 to 6 and Sunday 9 to 4. For details, go to BigTopPromos.com. Fires are deadly and can wipe out your business or home in a matter of minutes. If you need fire sprinkler installation, testing, repair, or service, nobody protects the Northwest like Columbia Fire. Marty Boonster here with Columbia Fire. You name it, we protect it. Schools, office buildings, high-rises, even residential too. For the last 35 years, Columbia Fire has been your one-stop shop for all things fire sprinklers. Get on our schedule today at ColumbiaFire.net. ColumbiaFire.net. COVID-19 has tested our communities in unthinkable ways. In the face of crisis, Puget Sound Energy has given over 18 million in bill assistance to customers impacted by the pandemic, and together with PSE Foundation, gave 4 million in community grants for COVID relief. All the while, PSE continues to lead on clean energy, with a goal to reach beyond net zero carbon emissions by 2045. It's part of our commitment to doing what's right for customers and communities. Together, we're creating a clean energy future for all, Learn more at psc.com slash together. Attention business owners and managers. Looking to hire? Having trouble reaching the right candidates? Do you have more job openings than applications? Secure your table now for Cascade Radio Group's Job Fair. Thursday, March 16th in Bellingham at Four Points by Sheraton from 2 until 6 p.m. The March 16th Job Fair is a production of Cascade Radio Group and HireMeWa.com. For details and to register, talk to your CRG radio rep or send an email to jobfair at cascaderadiogroup.com. That's job fair at cascaderadiogroup.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
Welcome back. You're in the shop with the auto guys. This is Dan from Bellingham Automotive here with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Uh, taking your calls at 676-5464. We've been talking a little bit about J.D. Power's rating system on initial quality. Um, but uh, we've got a patient caller on the line, so we'll move to that. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? We're doing good. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, I have a, uh, a 2007... Uh, Honda Civic uh, EX, and when I bought this car, it uh, bought it about two years ago, mm-hmm. and at a hundred and twenty-two thousand, uh, they replaced the motor because I guess it had a cracked block. It was a factory recall, so they put a new motor in it, mm-hmm. and now it's got about another hundred thousand since then. And I was just curious: is that about is this about the right time to look at replacing the timing belt, and what does something like that cost? Um, 2007 is a belt motor, right? That's uh, getting right on the edge. That's right where they switched over to chains. I think 08 may have had a chain in it. Yeah, I can't. Um, but yeah, it. So it, I'm, I'm I'm thinking on that. Um, you know, it could be as low as 90, maybe 105,000. You're definitely right in the window for replacing the timing belt. Okay, if it if it has one, yeah, because <laughs> it, it could be it could be chain driven. Okay, so if it's chain-driven, is it a big, not a... Chain, I mean, typically, you're not going to do a chain unless you've, I mean, unless you have a tensioner or something fail. You just keep, you know, keep up on your, that's where routine maintenance pays off, keeping your oil clean, good, full, and changed on time. And regular oil changes. Um, and honestly, when you go to the chain motors, for people who've maintained them properly, we, we really... I mean, there's nothing to do to them. If you change your oil on schedule. Um, yeah, and this use... thing has been uh, maintained. Yeah, um, so. so if you... Really good. I mean, every, this per- the person before I had it, every 5,000 it went to and it got the, every service it needed. So it's been, I mean, he's got all the records for it. So it's been maintained pretty good. Yeah, if you stop by one of our shop, one of our shops at Bellingham Automotive or Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk down at Angler, um, or give us a call. We can run the the VIN, the vehicle identification number, see which engine it has, see what maintenance it's due for. You know, when you come up on a hundred, hundred and five thousand miles, you're hitting kind of a major service interval. So even if it doesn't have, you know, a timing belt to okay. replace, um, yeah, it has the it has the one point eight liter four cylinder in it. Yep. So I, I, okay, I, I believe that's going to be a timing chain motor, but we can we can verify that. But you're up at the point where where things like a, a transmission fluid change, brake fluid, um, and other maintenance, probably a valve adjustment, spark plugs, okay. um, and a number of other so, things that might need to be taken care of rather than. So I was, if it's not a chain driven, are we looking probably around twelve hundred bucks, something like that, ballpark? Well, it could be up to that. Yeah, I mean you you you've. There's lots of things that go into a timing belt job. I mean, if you're if you're pulling a timing belt, there's there's tensioners in there, there's seals, there's a water pump. Um, we typically yeah, recommend I kind of told, doing all of it. I was kind of told, of kind of told there, was, there was like a kit that they have yeah. that has yeah, all that stuff with it. So. Yeah, if you're going to op- if you're going to open gonna it up open to it, do the timing belt, then there's a number of other components in there that actually are a higher failure rate than the actual rubber belt itself. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, you're probably and and like I say I. Neither of us are on the counter very often, so it'd probably be better that you call one of the shops and get that quote because I okay. don't I don't know it off the cuff anymore and things have changed. <laughs> but it's uh that that's probably in the ballpark, I would assume. 
Okay, but yeah. but but if it is a chain drip, I'm I'm looking pretty good. Yeah, as you, long as that you are. Yeah, I mean that's it. Like like Brian said, it, that hundred thousand, you'll have other items that'll need to be done, but it, it won't be with the chain. Yeah, and, and okay. with the chain motors, things that we look at, I mean, there's some seals on the front of the engine, the front crank seal that sometimes will seep. Um, sometimes there's an external um, hydraulic tensioner unit that bolts to the timing cover on the outside with an O-ring that will seep oil and then the valve cover that can seep okay. oil, you know, probably do for a valve adjustment either way. So maintenance-wise, even if it is a chain, there's there's other things at the, in that range of mileage that you're you're coming up due for. And I think one of the most neglected things, and it's actually pretty inexpensive for people, that, that actually makes a difference in the comfort of the vehicle is a cabin air filter. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Uh, you know, we see those get restricted. They disrupt flow for the air conditioning. They disrupt your defrost. They disrupt your heat. You know, those yeah. things all still function, but not really as well as they could for an inexpensive part to go in there um, and make the comfort, of the comfort of the vehicle a lot better. Okay. All right. Well, well, thanks a lot. Perfect. Thanks for the call, Mark. Bye. So we've got to take another quick break. You're in the shop. The snow is dubbing in the mountains and foothills, which means it's time to gear up for winter fun. When it comes to outdoor play in the wintertime, nobody beats Mount Baker Motorsports in Bellingham. They're your authorized Arctic Cat snowmobile and off-road dealer and have everything you need for your winter adventures. Mount Baker Motorsports offers an extensive parts and accessories department, apparel for the winter riding season, and a service team for all repairs and upgrades to your existing sleds. Are you working outside during the cold and snowy season? Mount Baker Motorsports has you covered. They have an extensive selection of ATVs and side-by-sides that can be fitted with snow plows, cabin closures, and heater systems to ensure that you can get the job done. Stop by and visit Mount Baker Motorsports today at the corner of Woburn and Iowa in Bellingham, or check them out online at mountbakermoto.com. Mount Baker Motorsports, Whatcom County's premier power sports dealer, featuring Arctic Cat, Kawasaki, KTM, CF Moto, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. For quality done right, call Han Coop Gravel. They use state-of-the-art technology to get your job done in a timely, accurate, and economical way. For projects as small as refreshing the driveway and as large as a multi-million dollar builder-ready plat development. Their services include multi-unit site preparation, fire line installation, drainage systems, house foundations, and more. They'll do custom projects too, turning your dream idea into a reality. If you need site work, you need the team at Han Coop Gravel in Linden or at honcoop.com. Radio Real Estate with Mike Kent. Every Saturday, I break down what's happened in the market. More importantly, I share expert insight as to what you can expect next with your Whatcom County real estate investment. Radio Real Estate is sponsored by Linden Sheet Metal and Windermere Real Estate. 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. KGMI Connects with Joe Tian is about our community and you. Hey, I, I want to uh, agree with the uh, with what Michelle said as far as you uh, listening very good to everybody and being open to every conversation, which is, I think, why so many people call. Join us each weekday at 4 p.m. for KGMI Connects. God bless you, Joe, for what you're doing, and, and we're glad to have you out there. On KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KMI.com. 
The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. A rare winter storm has been hitting Southern California. Weather Channel meteorologist Mike Bettis. Significant snow. You take a look at the highest elevations, another four to five feet, winds gusting over 60 miles an hour, blizzard conditions at times, even in the Southern California mountains. Then there's a lot of rain in the forecast as well. Outside the Russian embassy in D.C. last night. Protesters joined in solidarity for Ukraine on the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion. Disbarred lawyer Alec Murdoch faced a second day of intense questioning in his double murder trial. Good or bad idea for him to take the stand? He had to admit that he had lied about many things. He had to admit about his financial misdeeds. He had to admit that, in fact, he made up things when he talked to the investigators. They're back at it on Monday morning, and that's legal analyst Lori Levinson. CBS News Brief, I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back. You're in the shop with the auto guys. I'm Dan from Bellingham Automotive, here with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Taking your calls at 676-5464. Brian, we've talked about it for years now that the shop uh, has changed. I mean, we are, we're busy. We're booking out further than we used to, right? Pre, pre-2019. Constant flow of vehicles coming in. Constant flow. Still, still a shortage of new cars on some, some dealer lots, especially in the most popular vehicles. Yep. And uh, still, prices are still pretty high on those used cars, so people are fixing up what they have. So our shops have ultimately become very busy doing stuff that three years ago we probably wouldn't have. I mean, and, you know, putting engines in cars that I wouldn't have before. Yeah, more engines in the, the last few years than mm-hmm. the probably the last decade combined. And yeah. uh, it, it's surprising, the, the number. We finally reached a point where the shortage of remanufactured engines isn't necessarily <laughs> what it was. Exactly. There's still a few out there. We ran into one the other day that's a, a ways out. Yeah. Um, but that being said, uh, I got an article from Consumer Reports talking about the used car market is starting to drop a little bit. Yeah, uh, starting to soften. Prices are starting to soften. And, again, honestly, that again, that ends up driving more business you know, to our shops as well, because you're mm-hmm. buying a used car and a lot of times they come with, you know, a little na- few nagging issues or, you know, maintenance or other things that needs to be taken care of. So as customers are buying buying a used car, we end up seeing them come through for services as well. Right. And I mean, you look at any used car. I mean, if you're getting a, a decent deal on a used car, you still need to expect some amount of maintenance that's going to come due on it. I or, mean, you or overdue. We or see overdue. we see people have a tendency to trade their cars in at certain mileage points. They get the price for a ninety thousand mile service, you know, or a timing belt on a Honda. You yeah, know, like our last caller, yeah. and somebody's like, "Well, I'm just going to trade that in and buy a new car." Yeah. So if you're buying something that's just under the <laughs> under the mileage it needs to be to get those, have a look and see because yeah, you might might get a big repair. Um, but is this 
drop in car value is going to save people money. I, I think I'm starting to look at it like, uh, you know, if you're going to be making payments, the the buying the, the used car is still going to cost you, even if the price drops, it's going to be more expensive on a monthly basis than it was, you know, four or five years ago with low interest rates. Yeah, yeah, your interest rates have jacked it right back up. So um, not saying that there's it's not a okay time to buy a used car, but there's some some new things in play. I mean, we used to, and we still do, um, we recommend if you're, if you are out shopping for a used car and you find the right one, we still recommend getting it inspected. Absolutely. But that's become harder with the shops full. It, 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 it is. We have, uh, we have so many out of town people call us for pre-purchase inspections mm-hmm. that want them done today, tomorrow, two days from now. And we're just not able to work work those in we're gonna you know we're focused on our current appointments and and people that live in our community and when you're buying a car out of town and you know i warn people when they're going down south to look at a car to get it checked out but you go down there then you can't get it checked out right right and then it turns into the post-purchase inspection and what's happening these cars sell so fast i mean you you drive to seattle you look at a car you love it you try and find a shop to check it out and you book out let's say a week. I mean, even if you scheduled out like three days, that car's gone. It, it sells so fast. So um, I guess asking the seller or the, the car lot that you're buying it from, um, try to pre-arrange a pre-purchase. A pre-purchase. You know, you know the- if I put money down on it and I get it checked out in a week and something's wrong, I'd like to be able to call back. But you need to find that out ahead of time. Yeah, absolutely. I you know, a theoretical example, and we've had this happen where we have a customer that goes out and spends $15,000 on a used Subaru. Mm-hmm. And then another customer that spends $15,000 on an almost identical car. Mm-hmm. And the two cars come into the shop. And and one of those cars has a bad wheel bearing. The spark plugs haven't been done yet. Um, didn't have the, the 105,000 mile service. Mm-hmm. You know, the cabin air filters plugged. Um, the tires are pretty worn, the brakes are down to 330 seconds, barely legal. And so one of these cars ends up needing, I mean, literally $2,500 worth of repairs and maintenance. And the other car had all of that done. They paid the same price. The cars look identical sitting on Mm -hmm. in the parking lot. Um, but one of them needs another 15% in immediate needs after being purchased. And they paid the same price because on paper, they seem the same. And what what I'm seeing for the most part, that 15% is kind of the rule. Everything I see come in, you know, you're you're seeing maintenance that's missed or, you know, can't be proved it was done um, or just plain wasn't. You, it's obvious, right? And I think that's most common is that it hasn't hasn't been done Correct. yet. It'd be it's pretty rare. <laughs> it's, it's pretty rare to see one. So, um, you know, there this Consumer Reports is talking about their their recommendation right now is to act quickly and negotiate from an informed perspective. But I, I still think missing that inspection is, is a bad idea. Oh, absolutely. I, and that's one of the things about buying local that makes life a little bit easier. It's a lot of times easier to, you know, get a private seller actually to get the car inspected. Some dealers are, will say, well, no, I've got three other people coming to look at this. You Mm -hmm. can't take it away for a day to get it inspected. Right. For me, that's just kind of a red flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it used to be. I mean, when we could do them, you know, with a day or two's notice, um, if 
if somebody was going to allow the car to come to a shop to be inspected, I would just tell them step away from it. Yeah, I mean, it makes it, it makes it an easy choice. Yeah, it really solves your problem. Right now, asking them to wait a week or two gets a little bit more difficult. Yeah, I, I, you just can't expect it. I mean, a lot of dealerships will will write that in if you know if, if you find yeah. anything wrong on the inspection, you know, then you can come back to us and renegotiate. But it really does make it difficult um, to go back and do that because mm-hmm. sometimes you end up dealing you're dealing with opinions and and right. you know they may not agree with. Somebody else's opinion that cost them money. We had a, a good example, though, of, of one that went right. We we did do an inspection on a Toyota recently, and it was a nice pickup, very nice pickup. And it did have a leak from a water pump, and um, the person went right back to the the selling dealer, and they, they, they had a choice. They could discount it or they could fix it, and they're fixing it for them. So getting it fixed, and that otherwise that truck was perfect i mean it was uh, well taken care of you could see it when it hit our lot that it was a very well maintained pickup yeah and i think this doesn't it doesn't fall into the category that people are selling bad cars no um it's just a lot of times there's a lack of awareness of of issues that may exist yeah the the reality is for for car dealerships new used or otherwise when they put a car in their used car lot and they go through their internal in-house used vehicle inspection mm-hmm. and then gets put out on a lot to be sold. The reality is that used vehicle inspection is not the same inspection that the vehicle gets if you'd have brought it in as a customer and said, I'm going on a trip, I want you to check this car out. Mm-hmm. You will get a completely list of of what is and isn't necessary to be done to that vehicle to take it on the trip. So the used vehicle inspection, I, I almost always, to a large extent, will disregard the results on that inspection. What I want to see is the, I brought my car in for service inspection, which mm-hmm. is a, a different pathway, a different person that does it in a lot yeah. of situations and is a lot more in, intensive inspection. Yeah. And then looking at how cars are dropping, it looks like the older the car, the faster the prices are dropping. So I want to touch base with that when we get back. We've got to take another quick break. You're in the shop. This is Barry Barometer reporting live from outside Linden Sheet Metal. It appears there is a high level of traffic around the building. I'm going in to investigate. Rose, do you know the cause of all this activity? I do. You have heard about Christmas in July sales. Well, we thought why not do the opposite and have a summer in the New Year event. Mmm, sounds intriguing. What details can you provide? All gas fireplaces, furnaces, heat pumps, and air conditioners are on sale with discounts up to $900. There are still utility rebates and there are tax credits too. We also offer financing up to 18 months with no interest if paid within terms. Why buy now, Rose? Lots of reasons. To save on utility bills, stay warmer in the winter, and to beat the rush of those who waited and be ready for cooling this summer. There you have it, folks. Call today and take advantage of Linden Sheet Metal's Summer in the New Year event. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest since 1940. Hello, folks. Are you ready to get your estate planning affairs in order, but you don't know where to start? Would you like to hear about the difference between wills and trusts? Do you want to learn how to avoid probate? Do you have questions about Social Security and Medicare? Is it important to you to make life as easy as possible on your spouse and loved ones if something should happen to you? This is Phil George. I'm an elder law and estate planning attorney here in Bellingham. Join me right here on KGMI every Saturday at 1 p.m. for the Aging Hour. And let me show you how to set your family up for success in your retirement. 
Every day, KGMI brings you the latest news and information, and we also give you a chance to express your opinion on a major news story of the day. Go to KGMI.com anytime and take part in our daily news poll to see what others are thinking and add your voice. We'll have an update during the KGMI afternoon news, and we'll give you a final tally and a new question each day during the KGMI morning news. Be part of the conversation with the KGMI daily news poll, another informative and free feature from KGMI. Welcome back. You're in the shop with the auto guys. Dan from Bellingham Automotive and Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic here talking to you about uh, maybe the drop in price in uh, used cars. But uh, yeah, what what I was saying before we went to break, um, the there for a while, the older, I mean, these older cars that were so expensive, I couldn't believe that. I mean, I... I mean, prices like doubled and tripled on yeah. on early two thousand vehicles. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. But you're starting to see those older ones come down. I'm starting to see you know used Camrys and stuff in a reasonable price. But when you get up to a car, let's say you're looking at a used car that's like one to three years old, you're you're paying new car price for it anyway. Still are, and so, and that and I, in some ways, I, I think the the new car prices, the list price has become the price. Yes. Um, the discounts, the dealer rebates, the factory rebates, all of those things that helped keep prices dampen a bit, those have all just evaporated. They're mm-hmm. gone. Um, and and so it's maintained the new cars at a, at a higher price, and the ones that are a few years old are, are sticking real close there. Right. So it, it's, it's better, though, because two, three years ago, if you went to buy a new Toyota Tacoma, Yes. You might be able to get it for a list price if you sat on the waiting list, but the used one was going to cost you $5,000, $8,000 more than the list price. Yeah. So at least that's kind of faded a little bit. Yeah. When we traded in our Tacoma, <laughs> I saw all the people drooling over it. Yeah. That was in 2020. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. But, yeah, if you're, I mean, if you're looking at a car and you want to sp- – you, you know, you've got a budget, but you're looking at a one to three year old car. I mean, they're recommending that you look at maybe new because you're going to pay about the same, right? And, and that's kind of what we've been seeing with our customers. Yeah. So I'm I'm seeing a few new ones trickle through. I see the inventory starting to come back a little bit. Yeah, I think still, if you're looking at making a large investment into a vehicle, you, you know, we're still, you know, I would have said the same thing a couple of years ago, but maybe this is the new normal. But I'd still wait another year or two to see what happens. We're definitely seeing a softening of that market. Right. And when I was researching this this morning, I saw 2025. So I think you're right on track. Yeah. What I'd like to see is uh, if I, I drive down by Bellingham Toyota and, uh, and, and then the Bellingham Honda dealership, you want to see cars. I want to see their lots full of new cars. I do too. And, and and right now the the for the new cars there's so few of them there. And I don't want to keep people from going down there to shop for a new car or go in and talk to a salesman. Um, but I want to see those lots fill back up. When you see those lots fill back up with new cars, I think that's the point at which you know that the market has reached the balance that it should have because mm-hmm. it's still not balanced. It's not. No. Um, yeah, looking I mean, if you're looking at something you know, you're not in that new car, couple-year-old car budget. I mean, 
it's a, it's actually a good time to look at an older car. Like you said, early 2000s, mid 2000s, um, those cars have come down in price. And we had a customer. Especially cust- if you're buying cash. We had a customer that bought, I think, a 2015 Ford truck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he'd waited about two years to do that because the prices were so high. And, and, and he'd been watching and watching and watching. And by, by his, you know, reported figures to us, he paid about $5,000 less for this 2015 Ford truck than he would have about 18 months ago when he, when he started looking and knew he was going to buy one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so by waiting a year and a half, saved like five grand. And he bought this right at the end of last year, and, and now he's seeing them, they've dropped a little bit more. Um, so if you are in the market for, for a truck especially and you've been looking for that half-ton or three-quarter-ton truck, those prices have softened, and we're entering a window where if you were going to pull the trigger, it might be closer to the time to do that. Yeah, and the, but then your new financing cost. <laughs> then there's the interest rates. Yes. And I, you know, we had, uh, had a customer in recently, and, and they're uh, you know, a, a younger couple, millennials, mm-hmm. we'll say, and uh, – and and they've got over a thousand dollars a month in in two car payments for used cars. Well, I mean, I've seen eight hundred dollars a month for just for, for one for one car. Yeah, and, and you know that was it wasn't that long ago. That was a house payment. It was. <laughs> that was my <laughs> I mean, first house those, payment. <laughs> those, those days are gone. <laughs> Not going to happen again. No. Starting to date ourselves, but uh, but in, in the end, that to to look at a young couple. And and having you know if they have two newer cars and there's right. fifteen hundred dollars a month in car payments alone, mm-hmm. um, and then the insurance on top of that and the gas on top of that, we're talking, you know, two thousand twenty two hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. for for a young couple to have two newer cars, in, you know, in Bellingham, and and those numbers are just unbelievable. Right. So I mean, they're they're saying do your diligence and prearrange your financing. Lots of. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, if you, hopefully you have a relationship with a bank, which you know, a relationship with a bank. <laughs> I, you know, good, good luck. Good luck with Bank of America on that one. Um, ouch. <laughs> ouch. You know, maybe maybe talk to your credit union, industrial yeah. credit union, BEC, BECU, WICU, um, and hopefully have a, a relationship with with somebody local. You know, savvy bank. There's plenty of local banks um, around Bellingham, Whatcom County. That you could have a relationship with and and find out what they can do for you on a car loan before you find out what the dealer can do for you on a car loan. Good point. (laughs) We've got to take another quick break. We're taking your calls at 676-5464. You're in the shop. Hi, it's Scott from Northwest Sleep Solutions. You know, it's interesting how over the years, every time we sell a bed to somebody, what it comes down to is that person's personal comfort. You come in, you figure out a bed that feels good to you, and then we give you some choices of things that have that same feel. With that said, I find it amazing that we're seeing so many beds bought online now. We hear it every day. I bought a bed online, I don't like how it feels, and now I'm going through the painful process of returning it. And to me, that's just so wasteful when the number one thing about buying a bed is your comfort. So I invite you to come into Northwest Sleep. Gosh, we've got 33, 35 beds here to choose from. You can definitely lay on it, see what you think. At that point, we can narrow it down and deliver it out to you. So come see us at Northwest Sleep Solutions in Ferryman. Northwest, Northwest Sleep Solutions. The solution for a good night's
Welcome back. You're in the shop. We're taking your calls at 676-5464. we got a couple of late callers on the line. Let's go with Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. What's... I uh, really love you guys' show. I listen to it every Saturday. <laughs> awesome. I told you there was one, Brian. I told you Hello? there was one. <laughs> What's that? I said at least there's one, right? Oh, no, every Saturday, even though when you guys are reaching out sometimes, I'm always listening, so. Good. We appreciate it. uh, Here's the question. Daughter uh, bought a new car Mm -hmm. and parked her old car in my garage for, it's been about a year and a half, and it's a Volvo S40. I'm thinking I'm going to have to pump the uh, gas out of the tank for the ethanol. You know, I, I have you started the vehicle? Uh, thing hasn't. I haven't started it. Uh, I put a new battery, and I haven't hooked it up yet because it's got some other issues, and I'm just getting ready to. She wants to sell it, which you know, used car has been sitting there. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm just questioning um, the all in there. Should I pump the fuel out? You know, I honestly that that vehicle has a pretty well sealed fuel system, so. You know, there's a, a little bit of transference of air through the charcoal canister and, and other things as things heat up and cool down. I, I'd put a bottle of heat, H-E-E-T, isopropyl alcohol yep. in it, and, and I'd fire that thing up, and I'd take it down to the gas station and, and put in a few gallons of ethanol-free fuel and take it on the freeway and drive it and see how it is. Mm-hmm. Make sure you got air in the tires and uh, <laughs> coolant level's good. Um you know, batteries charged and, and, and there aren't any, you know, safety issues in driving it after sitting that long. But I think it I think it's gonna fire up and it's gonna run okay. Okay. All right. If I that was a six, if ethanol. that was a sixty eight Chevelle, I'd be saying pump the gas yep. out of it. The tank's full of rust. <laughs> it probably already rusted out. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it very much. I mean, not a best case scenario to to be leaving the fuel in there that long in any car, but in a later model car, you know, 2000 and newer, much less risk than an older car. Okay. Perfect. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for the call. You bet. Bye. So we've got another caller on the line. We got Patty. Good morning, Patty. Good morning. Okay. So, yes, listen to you guys regularly. You're fun. (laughs) Anyway, um, So I we have a Subaru, couple years old, and so it's one of the newer ones that has this automatic engine shut down when you go to a stop sign, and um, or I mean, but it's intermittently. It's not like it every time you go to a stop sign, you're probably or a stoplight. But anyway, my thought is that, it, and then I can just list my questions, and then I'll get off and let you sure. explain. But how is that? Is that hard on the engine? And why do they have that function? And can it be turned off? (laughs) (laughs) That is the number one question about those systems. You just won the food. I know. (laughs) It it annoys me. And I wonder what's the point. And I guess it's probably fuel economy, right? But And what is your opinion on that? Okay? So if you can get those answered, I'd be listening. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Patty. You bet. Bye. I. And, you know, number one, it is a fuel economy issue. Yes. And they actually, because of the driving tests that are used to for the EPA fuel economy standards, the CAFE standards, mm-hmm. um, when a vehicle goes through those tests, it'll go through like a stop-and-go traffic test um, to determine what the fuel economy is. 
And basically, if you're going to sit there and idle for more than 30 seconds with a warm engine, yep. you're better off to turn it off. You're going to use more fuel if you idle longer than 30 seconds um, than if you just turn it off and sit there and restart it. Plain and simple, that's yep. why they do it. And that, that being said, though, the system's actually working pretty well. I, I thought for the this most was part. a recipe for disaster when I saw it the first time. They they actually they actually make they're they're technically not legal. Um, they make little adapters, little dongles that plug yeah. into your OBD two, your diagnostic port that will disable those systems. Sometimes through the uh, the user interface in the vehicle, you can disable the system. Right. Um, people do find them annoying at times. They can be a little annoying. The best design systems, it's seamless. You don't even really notice it, other than the car is really smooth when you come to a stop. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Um, it wear and tear. There's different systems out there. Um, yeah. If I go to one of the early systems on a uh, Civic Hybrid of the early 2000s, um, they they have a starter on the vehicle, mm -hmm. like an old school starter. But that auto start, that auto shutdown, auto start system actually uses um, the flywheel and the charging system for the hybrid system to mm -hmm. restart it. So when it does the auto shutdown and restarts, there's actually no wear and tear on the starter, the starter. or the other things. And so those are the best systems when they have um, a flywheel-based charging system, starting system, that they just right. eliminate that old-school mechanical starter. But usually those are, are hybrid vehicles, and vehicles that have a higher-voltage system. Yep. Yeah, and the starters aren't getting any cheaper for these, so <laughs> it is a— a cost thing. And it is a bit of an issue. So there is some more wear on the starter when mm -hmm. that happens. It's not a ton. And vehicles start so quick and easy now. Correct. Um, and they're designed and tuned to start easy for these systems. Um, whether it can be turned off on that without one of the, the pirate dongles, I'm not sure on that, <laughs> on, on the Subarus. People do find them really annoying, though. And that, that pirated software didn't come from this show. <laughs> no. just, that was something you read about somewhere yeah. else. <laughs> Now I had uh, I had a customer in recently. I think it was, it was a, a Ford truck or a Chevy truck that mm -hmm. that it just annoyed him so bad. He went and bought one online for like thirty bucks, so it would disable the auto start system. Mm -hmm. And we come across the dongles plugged into the yeah. diagnostic connectors. There's the insurance company GPS dongles. There's the you know the online subscription diagnostic dongle. There's a dongle for this and then a dongle for that. And we got to unplug them and plug our scan tool in when we do any work on them. So. Unless they're smart and they make them stackable. Make right? them, yeah, they do yeah, make yeah, them every stackable. now and then. Every now and then. Have you seen more than three? I have not seen more than three. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, you know, it's now that technology in new cars. The auto start, auto stop, auto start functions mm -hmm. on cars are becoming more and more prevalent. It is. Yes. Well, thanks for joining us. You've been in the shop. Have a great weekend.